The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Pori Horkin, a horticulturist and member of the Horkin Garden Centre family, joins us now. Pori, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, it's uh, nice where I am at the moment. I hope it's nice in in the West, but um, there's lots to do in the garden if you want your summer to be colourful. Absolutely. Well, if you think about it at this time of year, Pash, many gardens have the beautiful snowdrops coming into flower. Crocuses are just on the point of flowering and daffodils are going to be coming into flower in the next couple of weeks. Why? Because we plant them back in autumn or early winter. And it's at this time of year as we come into February that we we think about summer colour. So if you've got a special family occasion or a wedding possibly this year, and you want the garden looking really well, my advice is to plant up some summer flowering bulbs. So bulbs like common dahlias, gladioli, the lovely crocrosmias that come in a whole range of different colours, scented lilies, begonias, agapanthus. So there's so many beautiful summer flowering bulbs. And the one thing about the summer flowering bulbs, like dahlias and begonias, they start to flower in June and they flower right through until November. So they give fantastic value, I think. But it's at this time of year in February, your local garden centre will have lots of summer flowering bulbs to pot up. You simply get the bulbs and tubers, put them into some good quality compost, the Bordemona compost, good Irish compost, put them into your greenhouse tunnel conservatory or a spare room or maybe a, a window in your garage. And within a couple of weeks, they start to grow. You plant them out of doors in May and they'll give you tons of colour then right through the summer and many of the summer flowering bulbs patch flower not just this year but every year after that so this is the time of year to pop into your local garden centre have a look at the collection of summer flowering bulbs or indeed if you've got some dahlias in your garage maybe that you've stored through the winter this is the time of year to start potting them up dividing them and starting making new plants for planting out then later on in late spring or early summer. Now, some of the questions coming in, Porik. Should I cut back salvia royal bumble? The foliage has remained green over the winter. Also, is it OK to cut back other perennials that have started to sprout from last year's growth? For example, uh, Verbena bonariensis. Well done. Gene. Yeah, a beautiful plant, uh, the verbenas, and also the salvia royal bumble. Salvias come, they're, they come to us from the sage family, and they've got beautiful scented foliage. The royal bumble is a particularly nice variety. It's got beautiful scarlet red flowers, and the leaves are evergreen, particularly in a mild winter like we've had this year. But now is the time to trim them back, tidy back your herbaceous border plants. So things like lupins, verbenas, salvias, you cut them back at this time of year, taking off any old dead wood and that rejuvenates the plant. The other key tip at this time of year for all perennials is to put a little bit of slug control down. Use one of the organic treatments like the garlic wonder or the organic slug pellets because slugs will become very active on the new growth of salvias or indeed any of your favourite herbaceous bordered plants like um, hostas and, and so on. But certainly this is the time of year to tidy them back, clean up the garden and the weather is absolutely perfect for it. Uh, Mary wants to know, what is that lovely scented shrub with pink flowers at the moment and what other scented plants can I plant now? Oh, and a great, great weather for planting at the moment. Well, the two two plants that come to mind um, from, from a scent, scented pink flowering 
uh, shrubs. One called uh, Daphne Jacqueline Postel. I talked to you about this plant before, Pat. It's in flower at the moment with these beautiful pink flowers that are highly scented. I often use it as a air freshener in the car because it's such a beautiful, highly scented plant. And the other lovely garden plant is one called Viburnum bonitensis dawn. And it's got it's got naked leaves or naked stems at the moment with beautiful bright pink, pretty pink flowers that are highly scented. So it's a really good time of year for planting scented shrubs. Both of those would work really well. You've also got plants like lilacs that will come into flower in May with, with, with scent. Skimmy rubella, which comes into flower in March and April. And again, the flowers are highly scented. Any of the Daphne family that I mentioned or Saracocca sweet box. That's a lovely plant with white flowers that are highly scented at this time of year. Another question, when can I cut back mature hydrangea? If it's the common hydrangea, the macrophylla, the, the big mop head with the blue or pink flowers, you leave those until the middle of March. So normally for me, it's St. Patrick's weekend is the time to prune the hydrangeas back. And you simply cut back the stems that flowered last year. And they're denoted by having the old faded flowers right at the top of the stem. So you thin out about a third of all the shoots, remove those right back to ground level. And in mid-March, give them a good feed. They'll come back into growth and give you tons of colour again this summer. This is an interesting one. Uh, What would be a good salad potato to grow in a pot on the patio? Because you don't want something too flowery. Uh, If you're going to have it in a salad, you probably want something a little firmer. A waxy potato, we call that, Pat. And the Irish aren't aren't particularly uh, favourites of the waxy potato, the salad potato, but I'll give you three really good varieties. Typically, the one you buy in the shops is one called Charolette, and that works really well in pots and containers. You can plant them, the tubers up at this time of year, put them out of doors, and as the stems start to grow, add some additional compost. And you can simply grow the salad potatoes in a, in a big old pot, or a potato sack or container, uh, something like the veggie bag would be ideal. Another lovely variety is one called Pink for Apple. It has got a very unusual shape, but a really good waxy flavour. And Maris Pier for me is also an excellent salad potato variety. And all the seed potatoes are now available in your local garden centre. So it's a great time to get them. Now, this one says, uh, I have a clematis, uh, the president. Its stems are looking completely dead at this time of year. Could you ask Porik whether they will rejuvenate or should I cut them all back? No. So the president is a beautiful variety. It actually flowers twice in the one year. It flowers in late spring, early summer and again in autumn. And it produced these beautiful violet blue single flowers, a really pretty variety and one I'd highly recommend. To, to see it completely bare at this time of year is totally natural. The president, the clematis president, is asleep at the moment and will come into growth as we come into March and April. You could give it a light trimming back, just tidy it back, any kind of whippy stems, any damp stems, trim those back now, maybe taking about a third of the overall stems off the plant. Allow it to flower then in late spring, early summer, around April, May, it'll come into bloom. And as soon as it goes out of flower, give it a light trimming again because that will stimulate some new growth. And again, it will flower in the autumn for you. So the present is a variety of clematis that flowers twice a year. It's a beautiful, very, very highly recommended variety. 
Next one. Tiny slugs have been eating my snowdrops and I found that they killed ground beetles. I don't want to use slug pellets. I know there are safer pellets, but I've seen blackbirds eating the most up-to-date beige-coloured supposedly safe pellet. Uh, what I want to do is to fix the ecosystem in my garden. The garden's ecosystem is very difficult to balance as it's small. Birds are reluctant to come into my small garden to eat the slugs as it offers too many ambush sites, presumably for the cats. In a neighbourhood with lots of cats and all the gardens fenced and curbed with concrete there's no possibility of a hedgehog patrolling so I'm thinking should I dig a small pond and bring in a frog or two well that's certainly the frogs the frogs will certainly love hoovering up all the slugs in your garden and they're very effective at that and indeed the ground beetles will generally feed on small slugs in the garden but the good news part is that there are some fantastic organic products for the control of slugs in your garden. I mentioned one already, Garlic Wonder. It's made from garlic juice. I got that tip from one of the best hosta growers in the UK that exhibits at Chelsea. And they use Garlic Wonder simply to keep slugs and snails off their, off their hosta plants. Um, but you can also use some of the organic pellets as well, Pat. Two, two I'd recommend, one called Slug Go which again is a blue pellet, but it's organic in nature, so it's perfectly safe to use. It, it contains ferric phosphate, um, which is a natural occurring material, and another pellet called Growing Success. So pop into your local garden centre. They'll advise you on some of the organic treatments for slug control this year. And do start early. Could you ask Porik about a fast-growing shrub that I could plant as a screen? Uh, a neighbour has a wooden fence which has wide gaps. It's a log fence. I can see them going in and out of their back door and we can be seen on our patio from their back door. It would need to spread about four to five feet wide and be up to at least seven feet tall, one with summer colour and nice foliage in winter. There's only evening uh, summer sun and the ground is quite hard. Now there's a so- problem from Jan in Dublin. Well, the good news, Jan, is that you can actually, in your local garden centre, you can actually buy quite mature shrubs. So you can actually buy a shrub that's already six or seven feet high to begin with. So it'll give you that instant protection. If you want something with flower colour, a plant I'd recommend is the wax leaf privet. It's Logrostrum texum. It actually comes to us from Texas. It's got a beautiful waxy evergreen leaf. Even without the flower, the plant actually looks really well. It tolerates trimming on a regular basis and it produces beautiful white scented flowers right through the summer. So it's a plant called the wax leaf um, privet, easy to grow. You can trim it and it'll flower right through the summer for you. Maybe for some, something a little different to consider would be a Ceanotus, which is the Californian lilac. Again, many good evergreen varieties, and they produce beautiful blue flowers right through the summer. And again, we'll tolerate a little bit of trimming. My advice really is pop into your local garden centre. There'll be lots of really good evergreen flowering shrubs available. Can you let me know how to get rid of wild garlic from our flower beds? <laughs> well, that's the trouble with wild garlic, Pat. It's, it, it's fantastic at this time of year for using and making pesto, beautiful plant, but it does spread. And really the only way to get rid of it is to actually dig the plant up. It grows from bulbs, um, little bulbous uh, roots, and they're quite shallow. So they're quite easy to dig and, and dispose of. So where you've got wild garlic in your garden, it will spread on a regular basis, basis and um, it does need to be controlled. So dig it up and maybe get rid of the plant. This was very interesting. We're being terrorised by grey squirrels digging the garden and attempting to enter the house through the windows. What can we do? 
uh, get a pine martin. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> the, pine, <laughs> the pine martin will certainly see them off, Pat. Um, look, at you need to put up some netting or something to a to, to physically, a physical barrier that's going to keep them out. But it, the grey squirrel is in decline because the pine martins are doing a brilliant job on reducing the numbers. Uh, and the uh, pine martin making a resurgence. Uh, when yes. can I plant wildflowers and will they grow in flower beds in front of the house? Yeah, there, there are lots of different, I mean, wildflowers is a kind of a very generic term for plants that you can get some that will only grow a foot or 18 inches high and others that will grow right up to kind of a, a meadow up to a, a metre in height. So again, in your local garden centre, you've got a collection of different varieties of wildflower seeds available. Um for different heights and different locations, some for shaded areas, some for banks and slopes, some that will grow like a meadow and so on, and some that maybe attract specific types of insects like butterflies and bees into the garden. Normally, about the end of February, Pat, you could be getting the soil ready now because soil conditions can be worked at the moment. And around the end of February, early March, as the temperatures start to rise, would be a perfect time to sow wildflowers. And I do recommend that people that are sowing wildflower areas remember to put in some spring and winter flowering bulbs next autumn because they're in flower at this time of year and your wildflower meadow then comes into flower from June right through to November. Very good. Time ebb for a brief one. The timeline on cutting our hedges, when is it not allowed? After the 1st of March, Pat, we, so birds will be nesting from the 1st of March onwards. So, you know, always check before pruning hedges to make sure there's no nesting birds there. But my advice is to get out now the weather conditions are perfect at the moment for cutting back beech and, and grisolini and, and all the common hedging plants. So try to get them pruned as early as possible. But from the 1st of March onwards, leave them alone because the nesting birds are going to make use of them. And a final one, we get it every week, I suppose. Uh, what did Porrick say is the best moss killer for lawns? Zero is the one I use, Pat. If, and again, the weather conditions are ideal. And look at this, loads of moss this year because of the very mild winters. So put the zero on, the moss will be dead overnight. Very good. Pori Corkin, thank you very much for joining us.